0: one and all to the nightcaps at the theater podcast thank you very much for joining us you've caught us right at the at the very beginning i don't know if you planned that but you have caught us right at the at the not the tail end i suppose the the head end of our amuse-bouche segment so um let me go ahead and introduce myself i am matt 100 oh you know what i fucked that up Mm -hmm. i am (laughs) will this be edited
1: well um... All right. it's not important
0: i am matt celebrating 100 years of movie magic a-list reborn or a-lister reborn i should say
1: oh tenant
0: tickets in hand oh no cabrera
1: Oh, and I am a single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids and never stops. With gentle hands and the heart of a fighter, I'm a survivor named Jonathan Kwiatkowski.
0: I was really expecting that to to rhyme at the end there. I was going to be like, hmm, did you change your last name since last time in order to make this rhyme?
1: Well, someone didn't watch Reba.
0: (laughs) You. (laughs) <laughs> you caught me i never claimed to watch reba i don't even know what reba is if i'm being oh, perfectly honest
1: even like mcintyre's lifetime original tv show oh that...
0: yes i think we've discussed that before on this very podcast possibly even just one or two episodes ago and i've already completely erased it from my memory
1: i know and you know no one listens to me so i shouldn't expect anything more from you anyway <laughs> No, I think
0: when we brought it up last time, it was in the context of me not knowing what Reba was or that it was a show by like a country star. So it's just kind of it it was completely unintentional on my part to um, redo that bit. I Mm. just I literally forgot what and who Reba was.
1: Mm, that's okay it happens to the best of us um speaking of uh we had some listeners this week i i hyper I, I i threw out the theory to matt that maybe someone fell asleep with their ipod on but it's all good to me we we saw a spike on wednesday which is good um Indeed. and this is of our use
0: of you we're not getting paid either way
1: <laughs> I know. we'll take anything from anyone anyone can listen <laughs> but while you're listening maybe maybe throw us a five-star review just, just saying, we can throw that out there. I'm not gonna hunt you down, but it would be nice. <laughs> and this is our unofficial, official hundredth uh, numbered episode. So, yay no us! Way. Wow, it is. It's been a hundred. This makes a hundred. Yeah, I, I know. And I feel a hundred years older.
0: <laughs> I very much do. Um, AMC is celebrating their hundredth year anniversary, and I feel like I could remember the day they. They first launched their theater.
1: <laughs> we were born that cent day.
0: Ticket prices. Um, yeah, I've <laughs> been an A lister since uh, August 14th, 20, uh, 1920.
1: Popcorn made out of actual metal kernels to donate to the war effort. Yeah, good times. Oh, yeah.
0: And, and they were still better than they are now.
1: I know. <laughs> the butter is the same butter, though, from 100 years ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's not the same ingredients, it's not the same formula, it's literally the same. They've just been taking it from this reservoir.
1: Yeah, somehow underneath uh, the New Jersey Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right in the Meadowlands.
1: Yeah, but I'm happy for uh, I you, and I'm happy it to talk about... I,
0: I, I think they use that butter to fuel planes. I think the Wright brothers
1: <laughs> did. I think they used that, uh, that butter was discovered in Chernobyl, if I'm not being mistaken. <laughs>
0: yeah it was the cause of chernobyl
1: (laughs) yeah it was like don't touch that rock and whatever you do don't eat that butter
0: (laughs) Uh, learn that on hbo
1: oh well five minutes in and we've already made fun of like a horrible incident in world history so (laughs) it's only downhill from here
0: i don't think anybody who experienced that is still alive to admonish us right
1: (laughs) oh i'll never say never
0: i'm kidding it's a tragedy and our hearts go out to uh everyone affected by chernobyl we're setting up yes. a fund for you as we speak
1: mm.
0: <laughs> we're not we can't no. we don't have the money
1: <laughs> i'm poor now
0: <laughs> uh.
1: all right so what are we talking about matt what we got on the table what's our first segment called do you remember
0: this time i did actually our first segment is disc jockey no i'm kidding it Mm -hmm. is uh shut up weeb and uh do you have anything for this segment john
1: i've got three things three brief things i thought we Um, were keeping
0: this one light i thought this was going to be a a fun size bite size of moves but hey let's let's keep the hits coming
1: (laughs) we could still do it so would you like me to go or I, I,
0: i would like you to go please
1: okay All right, so I'll start with the biggest news that took me by surprise. This is a couple weeks ago as we record these every other week or so. Um, Has Been Hotel, an internet series after mine own hearts, got renewed and officiated by none other than God Predictions itself, uh, A24. So that's amazing. And, I mean, the internet had things to say. Uh, The pretentious A24 fans were like, what is this shit? But me knowing a little bit better, I think that the fact that A24 backed it means that it shows a little bit more promise than people are expecting. And I'm just very excited for them. Like I said, I, I recommended this show when it was just a, a one episode YouTube webisode. Uh, took a few, uh, I think, years to make. Uh, it was kickstarted, got a lot of voice talents. It's, I, I'm just very happy for them. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. It's very crass. It's uh, the premise is like uh, it's set in hell, and this the the daughter of Satan wants to set up a convalescence home to um, try to get a soul into heaven. It's just interesting, and it's very raunchy and sexual.
0: Okay, it almost sounds like the good place.
1: Yeah, it does sound like the good place a little bit. Um, But I I'm just very excited for that. It was good news when I saw that in my Twitter feed. My eyes lit up, and I went, I must be dreaming. perfect yep so i'm happy about that uh i finished up harley quinn really good season two um i want a season three and apparently the internet does too um but hbo max is a weird realm which we'll get to in my last topic of the evening for um shut up weeb Mm. but uh i would just highly recommend it they they do good things with harley quinn poison ivy and her crew and it's just super fun super fun
0: that's awesome. And uh, I hear that finally they made, wh- whoever is running the show nowadays, whether it's at t or Time Warner or some old white guy, they finally made the right decision to bring over the DC Universe stuff into HBO Max.
1: I know. Um, well, who could have seen that coming?
0: <laughs> yeah, just on the subject, I'm, I'm glad to see that because I've been wanting to watch uh, a Swamp Thing myself. I, I know we're in the anime mm-hmm. segment, um, but... Yeah. When, I, you know, when we're discussing uh dc and hbo you know doom patrol I've heard good things about titans as well but a swamp thing is i think would be particularly up my alley and i think yours as well so hopefully mm-hmm. they could cut that deal soon and bring it over to the service i hope Although so i, I already Time. got it on blu-ray so oh, it was well. really cheap
1: you know physical media is dying so hoard those blu-rays
0: indeed liquid gold, gold.
1: And uh, my last thing, uh, astounding recommendation from me from like the conception of this podcast, infinity train chugs along in season three, but it needs your help. And I'm pointing to the computer being you, the audience and everyone and else. And
0: me. Yeah. I, I, love well, I mean, technically you watched it because I
1: watched it on your stolen HBO max account, but
0: that's a sh- good point.
1: <laughs> don't tell anyone.
0: <laughs> don't tell. Uh, again, I don't know who who's in charge of this stuff. Yeah.
1: It's all in the family it's fine but uh this infinity train season three it got darker than i ever thought it could before and i say that every season but they find new ways to horrify and haunt me and make me feel things for cartoon characters on this show
0: <laughs> yeah i i really enjoyed the first season but i have not gotten around to season two and three because i guess i just don't want it to succeed <laughs> no i don't know at Absolutely. some point i'll, I'll... I definitely want to get to it.
1: You need to. And then I love it when I recommend things to people. and They're like, this is so good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I wish you. <laughs> someone would have listened to me a little bit earlier and maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe watched it. But give it a watch because apparently the animators were like laid off because their seasons weren't renewed due to HBO Max, which is really weird in my opinion. But I don't know. It was trending on Twitter a couple days this week. So
0: yeah i think it's all COVID stuff right
1: <laughs>
0: if it weren't for this pandemic we'd have infinity season infinity train
1: yeah that's true um but watch it please you won't be remiss in watching it mm-hmm. um, very exciting and uh that concludes my segment of shut up we what about you matt
0: all right well i've got the same thing i've had for the past let me guess two. bobby yes <laughs> whoa i'm not sure a pimp <laughs> no, so bobby streaks
1: his head on his bike and rolls away
0: <laughs> king of the hill it's it's great it's just a really fun wholesome uh consistently good and enjoyable time Mm -hmm. I am in season five now. We're about halfway through this season, I believe. And, you know, when a sitcom spends a lot of time on God's green earth, some people may say that they do things such as jumping the shark.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: um, I don't know if King of the Hill has quite gotten to this moment, but uh, this season, I think, is noticeably sillier and, you know, more... um, (laughs) outrageous than previous seasons which felt a little more grounded especially in particular um or i guess particularly compared to season one which Mm. i've kind of been loosely re-watching in the background because april she started joining me uh, around season three so now she's been spending some time trying to catch up on the first two seasons and yeah just really like in comparison to those to that season one um the characters have, have gotten a little bit crazy, but that's to be expected after a hundred or so episodes on mm-hmm. the air. Like in season one, there used to be, you could have a whole episode dedicated to uh, Hank being constipated <laughs> and just having to get, you know, just having to push that last boy out. But, uh, now in season five, uh, one of the second to last episode that we saw was, um, Hank and Peggy taking in a prostitute from Oklahoma City and not knowing that she was a prostitute. And then her pimp comes along. And then finally, that's when Hank and Peggy put two and two together. Uh, it's uh, a pimp in very, you know, garish pimp clothing. He's got the Cadillac, the like literally, he's got a pimp cape, uh, the white fur suit. He's got the, the not the top hat, but you know, I guess the pimp hat little feather little boa on there and um and he's voiced by snoop Dogg.
1: oh of course
0: so yeah, it's it's a pretty stark comparison going from something like season one to, to season five but it's still enjoyable it's still funny still makes me laugh still wholesome mm-hmm. and i definitely recommend it i haven't mm-hmm. gotten to the uh hd parts yet which i i'm kind of thankful <laughs> about i'm not looking forward to that don't know when that you can see in. every
1: pore on bobby's ass <laughs>
0: I think it'll probably be around season I don't know, like ten or eleven, so there's definitely still some time. But um yeah, and just uh these these voices are just pretty fun. I I I knew for a while, or I guess I, I knew this at one point in time and then I had forgotten who the voice of Bobby Hill was. And then um I would just see her name the role in the credits, you know, at the end of every episode, and I was like yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't know that, but I still can't picture it. I can't visualize it. So finally, I went ahead on YouTube. Um, you know, what an age we live in where this is so easily accessible. And I found some <laughs> interviews with uh, the voice of Bobby Hill, Pamela Adlon, who mm. now does. Um, she was a big part of uh, the Louie show on FX, which was uh, fucking amazing until he turned out to be a pervert. And then uh, she also runs better things on FX, which I've heard very good things about, but I haven't checked out myself. But Mm -hmm. I just couldn't imagine what I know of her sounding like Bobby Hill. But uh, yeah, I I checked out an interview where she does the voice and god damn it. Acting. (laughs) (laughs) That girl ain't right, I'll tell you
1: what. (laughs) I'll tell you what. But
0: yeah, just, I'm going to Bring it up again next episode. It's probably going to be <laughs> the same sure. thing I said now verbatim. So, if any if any audience members fell asleep this time, just wait till next time. I'm going to say the exact same shit again.
1: <laughs> I can't wait.
0: And that's it for uh, my weeb segment.
1: All right, TV court, TV court, <laughs> TV court. <laughs> we demand it. It's back again.
0: Lock um... them up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, please. We just run a <laughs> podcast. Don't lock us up. Um, I'll start as I yeah, normally man. do. There's a little show called Drag Race. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> it's still going. Um, me, Heather and Gabe, Heather, Gabe, and I, we're now juggling four seasons of Drag Race at one time. Wait, um,
0: how is that? like? Well, we're shows? watching...
1: Yeah, we're watching Drag Race Canada, Drag Race Thailand. There's a new Las Vegas Drag Race show. Drag Race Netherlands comes out next month. Oh um, Lord,
0: Jesus!
1: And we're watching All Stars too. So yeah, there's enough content to Holy keep us going. Crap! <laughs> and we could you still guys, watch more.
0: <laughs> you guys should have a podcast. Oh, uh, I, I, some, I, I, I guess that space has been yeah. pretty full, right?
1: And I've tried, but it's like herding kittens, and it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, someday.
1: But you just gotta re- you just gotta
0: record them uh, discreetly, surreptitiously,
1: yeah. and then edit it together yeah. <laughs> into a podcast format. Um, but Canada's good; um, it's good, but the the judging has been horrible because there's some queens that like dress well and are very comedic and are making good points on the show. And the judges are just like, no, we're not here for that. We're going to make you lose anyway, because that's what we feel. (laughs) And eh, it is what it is. We could see it's coming, but it's, it's definitely a lot more wholesome and rewarding than a regular season of drag race. So that's good. good. Yeah. Um, Something else that I started uh, with insistence. I've been meaning to start this for a while and it's available on Matt's HBO max account. Lisa Kudrow in The Comeback. Iconic show. Oh, yeah. Iconic show. I love oh, it. I love it. It's so Fantastic. good. I got it. I'm
0: glad. How, how far <laughs> did you get?
1: I'm on episode four, but there's only two seasons. And yeah. um, I'm continuing. I'm trekking it up while mirroring another HBO show at the same time. But I, I love it. I think she's brilliant in it. She's playing a, a yeah. multi-layered character from a sitcom trying to get it back, or comeback comeback, And... It's wonderful
0: hello hello hello
1: yes hello 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 stolen by rupaul rupaul (laughs) quotes that every episode
0: she should have trademarked it
1: i know well she's been a guest judge on rupaul's yeah
0: (laughs) what's interesting (laughs) to me is that um you know that show i think was first filmed in maybe 2004 or 2005 or maybe 06 it was like really right around the time of uh friends coming to an end so i Mm -hmm. think i don't i didn't catch the show when it aired live because i was fucking 10 and didn't know anything about the world but um i don't know i just think that's really cool i think out of everybody on friends she has like the the most uh long durable career (laughs) the most robust career i don't know how to describe it but She's, uh, she's can you
1: believe that she, she was forty two during the comeback? That's crazy. She looks so good.
0: No way. No, not during season one. That can't be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. She was apparently the oldest one on Friends, too.
0: That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, she blended in well. Yeah. And she's from my uh, alma mater. I just I gotta say that every time. I grades for her.
1: Indeed. <laughs> she's a vassalass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. I
0: I sat in the very uh playhouse what are those called stages theaters where she, where she used to roam oh yeah theaters
1: yeah remember those that was where that
0: but uh but yeah i don't know she, she even since friends ended um even like right as it was ending she was uh, she pretty uh, I guess she was challenging herself. She was never really coasting in her career. She's always done a lot of interesting stuff. And she, she pops up here and there in some really good roles.
1: Yep. Look at the good place. <laughs> She's there.
0: I don't even remember her there.
1: <laughs> He's in like the last episode.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> you right.
1: I remember. <laughs> um, and I should have put this in the anime section because it's basically an anime, but my rewatch of the Sopranos continues and it is glorious. It is wonderful. It is. In,
0: the, in, in what way is this basically an anime?
1: Because have you listened to Tony talk? He's like Carmela. Hold on, that's too deep. It's Carmela. No, that's Trump. um it, It's like it's all in the nose. I was doing it well this morning. Carmela. Oh, I can't do it now. Carmela. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's like. What do you mean? This is bullshit. This is highway robbery. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it it gets spicy like i forgot how the sopranos will throw a plot line out you like out of the blue and it will be devastating like during this season um uh uh, carmella and tony soprano they basically separate and then there's a fucking bear in their backyard and i'm like (laughs) what the fuck is going on and i i've watched some of the best episodes so far according to the fan base like the one with the russian with paulie and uh um Anthony running through the and Christopher, sorry, Paulie and Christopher running through the woods uh, the Meadowlands trying to hunt down this Russian that escapes them and it's, I I don't know I, I think it's an iconic show
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, of course I think many would agree
1: Yeah, and there's like Carmela Edie Falco goes off on like Billy Budd and she's like, that's a gay book about gay things <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, Who wrote these things? Because it's exactly how like parents in New Jersey would speak and <laughs> oh it's it's a place after my own heart i i love it I, I can't believe it took me this long to rewatch the entire series nice yeah so i'm very happy with that and um, you would be
0: very close um if the pandemic had never happened we would be getting a uh, many saints of newark around this time
1: <laughs> yeah and i would have not gone seen it because i wouldn't be invested in the lore but now i am mm-hmm Uh, maybe after King of the Hill, there's a certain show you and April should watch. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, I definitely got to catch up before that movie comes out, if it ever comes out.
1: Yeah, but it would be well worth it. It's very quotable. It's very fun. Nice. And I'll be kicking myself for not doing my Tony Soprano that I practiced in the mirror all morning perfectly, but I can't (laughs) do it into a mic, apparently. This is going to sound great on tonight's episode. Jane, can I get another take? Jane? Jane? (laughs) Hmm. That's not how live television works. And did you know that Sarah Silverman's sister? Who? Jane on the Comeback.
0: Oh, I don't remember. I I don't remember what I did last week. I I saw that show oh. too many years ago.
1: Oh, well, I I just found that interesting. I was like, "Oh, look I at that? I don't
0: remember Jane.
1: <laughs> She's basically the reality TV show the person filming Lisa Kudrow all the time. Okay. Um, But I found that interesting. And um, oh, God, we got to talk about this show again. Only one episode left of season two of Nosferatu. And believe it or not, something actually happened in this episode. It took us nine episodes into season two, right before the season finale. And things happened, but not enough things to actually talk about or care about. But God, I don't like this show. And yet I've watched every episode. Uh,
0: mm.
1: it, it, they made it to christmas land but they're still in christmas land and oh boy
0: about how far along in the book would they would this point in the show represent
1: there would be about five pages left in the book
0: oh okay so they're almost done with the book
1: but you forget the book is very short and should have ended the season should have ended last season about five episodes in
0: oh <laughs> well then yeah hmm. <laughs> uh, I guess this should have been a miniseries.
1: It should have been. It could have been. It wasn't. <laughs> and um, last on my list, something that I really enjoyed, also provided by HBO Max. I feel like there are new sponsors because they provide me all the quality content that I watch nowadays. <laughs> um, a little show by the name of Lovecraft Country.
0: Oh, yes. Heard very good things about this one. Did not this... get uh, a chance to Ooh. get around to it.
1: Apparently, this is based on a book that is now on my list. It's like the next thing I need to read. Um, but it's a—I oh, don't know what year it's set in. It's like the '60s, '50s, '40s. I—I I don't know. But it's about this uh, black family, and they're basically like they—they they make maps. I don't know what you call them. They're like they go out cartographers. and cartographers, like cartographer, but it's more like tourist destinations and roads and stops. Oh, okay. And they're living in Chicago and they go down south to make a new guidebook. And um, along the way, there's some spooks and scares. There's uh, racism and then there's some supernatural elements that are done really well. And it's a really surprising, well acted, beautifully shot show so far. Like it's it's very wonderful. Like I'm like everyone looks beautiful and like they want to be here. And um, the comparison that I made, and I don't think I should compare this because one of these shows is not like the other, but I put American Gods done right.
0: You know what? I was actually thinking, as you were talking about how everyone looks so beautiful, American Gods came to my mind. I know. Yeah, just the way that show was shot, man. The uh, the pores on Shadow Moon's face looked so inviting.
1: I know. But if this continues at the pace it's doing with this well-acted, fun, vibrant like real like i i get it some of the special effects they're gonna be like oh okay they're special effects it's a tv show but they made it look good for what they had and it wasn't like a cheesy sci-fi moment
0: yeah and i'm thinking this is gonna be hfield's new uh hopefully new cash cow it's getting a lot of positive buzz so hopefully they'll up the budget for future seasons
1: good 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 um but check it out there's only been one episode new episodes every sunday so now's the time to jump in awesome
0: and all many right. thanks to uh, HBO Max. You know, you may not be on Amazon or Roku, but you're you're in our hearts.
1: And uh, Lovecraft Country, also brought to you by Misha Green, Bad Robot, and Monkey Paw, who is uh, Jordan Peele's studio. And I think Ooh. Jordan Peele has a hand in the writing process as well, so it feels very, like, get-out-us adjacent. Like, it could all occur in the same universe in some way.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: So yeah. that's fun. Um, yeah, and
0: that's... Uh... And, that, and that's pretty cool, too. I just like to see the uh, bad robot, I guess, a deal that they cut <laughs> with uh, AT&T or Time Warner or whoever. Um, I th- it was like a huge deal. I want to say like 200 or 300, maybe even 500 million, like super sought after. But eventually, J.J. Uh, Abrams settled with this conglomerate over <laughs> the other conglomerates that were <laughs> offering money. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool. I assume this is one of the first projects to come from that deal. And I'm glad it's uh, it looks like a success because mm-hmm. i don't i don't like you know all tours getting hundreds of millions of dollars when it's not deserved yeah there's a person at netflix <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah I'm, gl- I'm glad this one's working out
1: mm-hmm. they're one for one <laughs> so they're already doing better than westworld
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: shots fired bang bang <laughs>
0: Uh, All right, is it uh, my turn to present my evidence for TV?
1: Indeed, it's your Uh, turn.
0: All right, I really don't have much. Um, Just, I guess, with my free time and my downtime, when we're not watching King of the Hill, um, when April's not interested in watching TV, I've just been, I guess, kind of catching up on a couple of episodes of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, also on Mm -hmm. HBO Max. Um, It's... It's funny as it's ever been. Um, they're not really doing like crazy hijinks these days because they don't have the studio. Um, John's doing it. I don't I don't know where he's doing it from, but it's like a bare bones set. It might even be his, uh, his apartment or something or house or condo. But um, <laughs> it's still funny. It's still, uh, I assume everything is pretty factual. It seems well-researched. Uh, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you're not going to start liking it. But it's good, it's entertainment, it's uh, infotainment, I guess, done pretty darn well.
1: Yeah, I used to watch it when I was over my aunt's and I didn't have like an HBO subscription, but she did. So, mm-hmm. I was always, uh, he's a funny man, that John Oliver, Zazu, some may call him.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I was like kind of a religious watcher of the first season, or I don't I don't know how this show works in terms of seasons, but like the first year it was out, I was kind of a religious watcher. And then, um, I don't know. It just, I, I fell off the wagon, mm. but, uh, I guess it's, it's kind of good to hop back on. It's like, a <laughs> kind of seeing an old friend. Oh, not, not, not too much has changed. <laughs> so in addition to that, I guess I'll just mention, um, last Friday, April and I, we, we've been pretty bored. Um, <laughs> You don't say Exactly. I, I think everyone's <laughs> kind of feeling that way, especially Today, listening to this.
1: Today, I stared at my ceiling for about two hours, Matt. <laughs> just, just had music on, and I looked at the ceiling for two hours. That's the point in the quarantine that I'm at. Nice. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Completely and... sober. Not even, not even a drop of alcohol in me. Just looked at the ceiling. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did something probably a little bit similar, except it was staring at a TV set. And there were moving images, but... I, I don't feel like I really gained anything from it. um. So I think, was it on ABC? I think it was ABC. Last week we were watching uh, ooh, something. It must have been Jeopardy. You know, Jeopardy <laughs> right. followed by Wheel of Fortune. That's all standard in the net. And then at 8 o'clock, I believe on Friday nights, they show Shark Tank. Okay, mm-hmm. still fine, whatever. And then at 9 o'clock, they show, I don't remember if it's a deadline or... Newsline or 2020 or Clothesline whatever the hell it's called it's like one of those true crime shows and I don't know they were just okay it was on in the background for a little while I don't remember what I was doing I was just probably messing on my phone but it was pretty interesting I I have to admit I started to get a little bit tangled up in it Um, April got entranced before I did, so I was planning on kind of changing the channel at some point. She was like, no, no, I'll leave it. So it was just this true crime thing about um, a guy who's cheating on his wife, and then his wife dies, and there are multiple different suspects, but it all mm-hmm. kind of comes back on him, or it comes back around to him. And yeah, after the first hour of the show, I was like, oh, okay, I, I thought it was going to be over at 10. I was like, yeah, this is fine. I'll just leave it on them. We'll see how this ends. It did not end at 10. It kept no. going until the 11 o'clock hour. Yeah. Was, or not, I don't know, maybe the 10 o'clock. It was two hours long is what I'm yeah. trying to say. And um, the worst part of it all is that at the end of the show, they're like, his case is still ongoing. Yeah, he's scheduled for a trial later this year. We'll see what happens. And I'm <laughs> like, that's it? Like, yeah. come on. Uh, why did they even make this if there's not a resolution?
1: Well, you watched two hours of it, Matt.
0: God damn it, you're right.
1: You're now a true crime buff.
0: Uh, I'm not. I just, it, like, I, I, I feel like it's all pretty similar.
1: <laughs> like, Soon you'll you... be listening to My Favorite Murderer, and short, <laughs> Sword and fail, and...
0: I don't. I feel like if you've experienced, I guess not experienced, if you've heard about one murder-suicide, you've kind of heard about them all.
1: Oh my gosh, way to generalize the victims.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'm i not saying I would be any different. If somebody murder suicides me, I don't even think they would make a true crime documentary about me. Unless well, speaking it of murder
1: suicides, I was almost murdered this week by my shower. Uh-oh. They'd really have fun with that documentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, how, how did that happen?
1: All right, it's well, drowned- since you out. At- since you asked, I have to, no, I didn't drown. I wasn't a turkey, like, looking up at the porn water. So I'm taking a shower as I normally do, you know. Are you there with me? Not in the shower with me, but there in the moment. And the water's going. Then suddenly, I feel as if a <laughs> something has shot into my back. And I look behind me and hear a clatter. It turns out my entire shower head burst out the wall oh straight God. into my back. <laughs> I didn't fall or anything, but I was like, Water sprang everywhere, and I'm just like, "Take me now, Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me!" Um, wow. So I shut off the water. I jerry-rigged it, so it works fine now. I don't know what happened. I guess like it was a buildup of pressure because I clean that shower every week, so I don't know. And I use the shower mostly every day. <laughs> so. Wow that was a little surprise I would have loved if like if Jonathan Kwiatkowski died in the shower <laughs> struck by a blunt object
0: <laughs> yeah if that shower head had just you know been maybe one foot higher up in its trajectory you, yeah. you could have blacked out
1: I know it. yep
0: man life is fragile isn't it
1: yep I... <laughs> so that was my Wednesday
0: that's pretty uh, that's i'm not gonna lie it's a little bit scary that's just one more reason to add to my list as to why I do not shower
1: (laughs) to be fair was the most exciting part of the quarantine so far so (laughs) i felt alive again for a second
0: (laughs) Uh, wow
1: i was like this is my moment this is it it's now
0: (laughs) that would have made for a more entertaining true crime documentary
1: (laughs) i don't think they could have stretched that into two hours though
0: (laughs) Uh, just ask the nosferatu writers to get on it then
1: oh god they could do it
0: (laughs) well that's all i got for t v court i plead the fifth
1: all right our next segment's ring 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 will you pick up it is the movie phone
0: I'm picking up, and I'm uh, I'm not even picking up. I'm doing one of those things where you 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 kind of take the call and then you hang right up because you don't want to talk to the person.
1: Christopher, I- call me from another phone. That one that one was slightly better. That one was slightly better. I, I need to get like more nasally. It's like oh, and there's a guy that uh does it on Twitter really good. He does a perfect James Gandolfini impression, and wow. I've been trying
0: you know what? I, I could add something to TV court now that you mentioned impressions. Oh. Um, America's got talent is continuing. Ew. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> it's the first show back on the NBC lot, um, because right now they're doing the live shows. So, uh, you know, no post-production needed for that or anything. No, no editing, mm. um, F bombs galore, but, um, I don't know. It's okay. I'm not really too inspired by this crop of, uh, people that they have this year for agt um two of them are kind of nice they're actually very endearing they play oh i don't know what those are called they're not yo-yos but they're similar to (laughs) yo-yos but (laughs) they're like okay are you high no they're like little no they're like big hourglasses (laughs)
1: yeah but,
0: but the middle of the hourglass is like on a string and that's like a that's a talent, apparently. I've
1: never seen such an object before <laughs> in my life.
0: It has a name. I, I, <laughs> oh, I think they're called Spyros. <sighs> I. But whatever. Like, I. I think
1: should... that shower should have just did it in. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs)
0: They they are entertaining. They're endearing more than anything. Um, One of the guys, he has like a a speech impediment. It's two brothers. One of them has a speech impediment. And the other one, the second brother. This is the really fascinating part. Like props to them for finding ways to keep AGT fresh in season 29. (laughs) But um, So they originally introduced this act a, a few weeks ago. Kind of before... Uh, probably at the start of the summer before this whole pandemic thing really got underway. They uh, introduced this act as just this one guy with like a learn, not a learning, a a speech disability. Yeah. Um, And yeah, he was just kind of doing his tricks. It wasn't anything too special when he was on stage. And then all of a sudden, with like no word of warning, he has another person join his routine from like the audience. And Mm. he throws him one of those big hourglass shit things. Um, a Spyro, I guess he, he throws one to him from the audience and then I, I don't know, the whole performance just takes on a a good new level of energy. And then you hear them talk on stage. They feel really enthusiastic and, and, um, almost childlike in their wonder, um, Mm -hmm. even though they're grown as men, but it's, it's pleasant to see. So Mm -hmm. I want to shout them out. And uh, in terms of impressions, which was the original, um, I guess faux pas that brought me to my AGT segment of the episode. Um, there's this one guy who does impressions. Um, he was kind of interesting during the auditions. He did um, Eminem really well. He could do a good Snoop Dogg, um, and he does he does an okay Pitbull. Um, just you know those kinds of impressions. So that that was he. he it went well the first time. Um, the second time he basically did the same acts with like. Yeah maybe one or two more impressions. So I was wondering how this was going to go, if he had any more impressions that he was, like, kind of hiding until he got further along the process, and it turns out he did not. He does not.
1: Uh, unfortunate. So
0: it was. Um, it just ended up being kind of cringeworthy at the end of it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he got sent home, which is definitely fair he's he's already like a big social media influencer he apparently has a ton of followers on vine but i Mm. don't know how if he could only do these three impressions well (laughs) and well i hope his rabid fan base doesn't come after us now
1: but if they do remember matt said that and jonathan did not so
0: (laughs) it had to be said i i all the hate can go to matt (laughs) yeah i was disappointed with that guy
1: you saw Uh, me fail an impression and pick myself back up again (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: Uh,
0: Jonathan Kwiatkowski friend of Impressions. Yes, all Impressions
1: um, welcome.
0: I myself, I hate Impressions because I cannot do them at all. I'm very terrible. What are you were
1: perfect, would... um, fucking Bruce. Who? What? What song <laughs> oh, did yeah, you sing karaoke? True. Bruce
0: Springsteen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Uh, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm too on the spot.
1: I know it's hard on the mic to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um.
1: We need to get Meadow into the college. <laughs> I'm gonna keep trying. Maybe yeah, I should do a better Carmela. It's like, oh Tony, you don't even touch me anymore. Don't you have a modicum of thought in your head? That there, there yeah, it was, there, there was an Edie Papo in there.
0: <laughs> you were too busy doing Tony. You you weren't looking where you're supposed to be looking.
1: <laughs> Carmela was there the whole fucking time.
0: <laughs> uh, Which one of I- you
1: whores was it this time? The one with the one leg? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I found her. Okay. I found the character.
0: Uh, she's here.
1: <laughs> That's staying in. Uh, <laughs> Screw you, uh, Impression Horse. Yeah. I'm off to America's <laughs> head. For six. Got talent now.
0: He <laughs> yeah, should be. Because I got one more bone to pick with this uh, little clown they, they hired for their show. Oh, my God. He. <laughs> so the first time, I I believe he. What he did for the auditions was he did those voices in like a nursery rhyme, kind of like he did the he did nursery rhymes in their voices, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of fun. It's novel the first time you hear it, kind of like um, kind of like well, what's that called? Uh, uh, Dre on Seuss when, when that guy West oh, yeah. uh, yeah. from who is from Milwaukee and he does Dr. Dre verses. Nope, he does Dr. Seuss verses over Dr. As, Dre right. beats. Yeah. Um, although, honestly, I think even that takes more skill than what this guy was doing on the fucking national stage. He, he was just, he was doing nursery rhymes for the auditions. And then what does he do for his follow up? He does more nursery rhymes.
1: Like, this, this is like easy, this is easy canon because anyone can read a nursery rhyme. Yeah. That's not being the character or the actor, you know? It's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I it it was just disappointing on all fronts, and um, I don't know. Props to West Tank, Mister uh, Dreon on Soos guy or Seuss Andre, because <laughs> he actually I don't know he, I think he, he, I don't think I don't know if he researches it, but his flow is just very very surprisingly good when he's doing Doctor Seuss Andre he. I assume he practices a good deal. He does his research. He's probably a big fan of rap already, but yeah, he's got a good command of his flow, so anyway, that's that was too much of a diversion. I just I had to get it out there.
1: Your honor, can we get this case started? <laughs> I mean, um, Your Honor, can we finish this case and yeah. pick up the phone?
0: Let's declare a mistrial.
1: It's been a long quarantine, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Nothing for movie phone for me. That's all. Nothing,
1: you... nothing.
0: Nothing.
1: Nope. All right. Well, I got two, but it's not going to take us that long. Um, the first of these, I thought I was going to like a lot more than I actually did. Mm. Um, in my mind, I should not have watched this, and it is none other than HBO Max's "An American Pickle," starring Seth Rogen.
0: Oh, that's kind of a shame. I I think it got decent reviews, and I was kind of looking forward to
1: it. I think it was a cute principle and it started better when Seth Rogen is playing his grandfather character. Who's like, comes from like the, the Jewish background gets brined and pickle juice in Brooklyn, New York, and then uh, awakens in modern day to meet his great, great grandson. Who's also played by Seth Rogen. Um, and then it basically just turned into a Kimmy Schmidt plot with a little bit more heart in it. and It didn't really go anywhere for me. Uh, well, I
0: don't know. It doesn't sound too bad the way you describe it.
1: i i just it felt it felt very and i use this quote a lot it felt like gentrification the movie because uh young seth rogan is uh like a web designer and Mm. he gets envious of older seth rogan because he seems to be like the very like of the old mentality that i could start my business and i can be a success if i put the work into it and he becomes a pickle magnet that's selling um uh it, uh, like ergonomic pickles to the Brooklynites Ooh. for like nineteen dollars a jar, and making his fortune back, and then it it gets into. Did you mean like,
0: did you mean organic or organic? Or- yeah, okay. yeah. It's so ergonomic. I mean. Well, pickles are already very ergonomic by nature. I mean, you, know you could put
1: I mean. a pickle anywhere, and it'll feel a okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that happens, and then it like. He turns Twitter against the older Seth Rogan, and then he gets banished to, like, Canada. It's weird. And it, it ends with, like, a, a whimper where I was like, oh, I was rooting for this character from the start, and then you lost me by the end. Like, I didn't really care by the end.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that is a shame. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably still check it out. It seems, you know, along the same caliber as that Eurovision uh, <laughs> movie that came out
1: yeah which i haven't seen but me i neither not yet i can't compare um the second was something that i really loved since criterion got me again gal by announcing mm-hmm. a $200 Fellini box set oh no i've been on a i've been on a criterion binge for a while and i watched um a chinese film in the mood for love by wong oh, kar-wai a yes. 2000 romantic film
0: that is a that is a uh, I, I don't know in a modern classic i guess i've heard about that movie so many times. I, I have not gotten around to watching it, but yeah, I've, I've yeah. heard so many things about it.
1: It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Nice. It's, um, I, I only watched because allegedly Wong Kar-wai is getting a box set, and I know he did like Cho Young Express um, that I want to see um, sometime in December, maybe. So I'm interested in that, and I wanted to just get my, you know, toe dipped in, but I was very, very impressed. It's beautifully shot, wonderful acting. It's just uh, basically the story of uh. Two neighbors who are in loveless marriages that fall in love with each other, but at the same time, they don't want to stoop to the level of their um, unfaithful um, others, if that makes Mm. sense. You know, the ones they married, like they don't want to stoop to that level of cheating. Right. Um, But they have an interesting relationship and the music is beautiful. It ends a little bit like cerebrally. And I (laughs) kind of wish there was more of a conclusion, but I also see why... It happened that way, and apparently, yet again, this is based on a book. So I have to read the book now. <laughs> um, but I, I loved it. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it would be a, a wonderful time to watch with friends on the podcast if that ever happens again. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, you got one friend who uh... watches
1: movies, but not this
0: week. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down.
1: <laughs> Remember when you used to bring fourteen movies to this podcast?
0: I know what has become of me.
1: Where has the time gone?
0: And you know the new movies are coming now? AMC recently reopened. I even reactivated my A-list, even though I'm not going to be using it until next year, just to throw my support out there, and because I I feel so guilty for having ripped them off so much in the past.
1: Listen, if the schools are still digital till November at the least, I ain't going to a theater anytime soon, boo-boo.
0: I'm thinking, I'm hoping... We can do drive ins when the weather is suited. Yeah, when it's suited to like being in the car and leaving your windows rolled up.
1: Yeah, because right now it's 90 degrees up here and I can't take Mm -hmm. it. I just want the 19 weeks till Christmas to pass and and get here.
0: Only nineteen. Okay. It doesn't sound too bad when you put it like that.
1: I know. Well the number keeps going down. (laughs) So
0: it's weird how that works.
1: I know. Well, those are my two movies. <laughs> All right, I guess we got any theater.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have anything
1: for theater? No.
0: <laughs> well, you're gonna be surprised. <laughs> I, I, you know, obviously, I could not go in person,
1: <clears throat> but I did
0: manage to watch something theatrical oh. Oh on my. the old television.
1: Oh.
0: You, do you have any guesses as to what it is? Hamilton. Oh, I, I don't think I heard anything. I think you might have cut out.
1: I said Hamilton. <laughs> uh, Hamilton.
0: <laughs> that is exactly what you would think. But no. Um, yeah. <laughs> yesterday, my mother called me around 4 p.m. when I was supposed <laughs> to be off of work because I get off at 3 p.m. But of course, I wasn't because, uh, ooh, work is tough. But that's a whole other subject. Anyway, she called me. I picked up. We talked. As I was about to hang up, she said, oh, Matt, one more thing. A religious network named Uh TBN,
1: which I've never heard of before. I'm aware.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's apparently a thing. And you know what? They have a a good app. I'm going to give props to their app. It's not perfect, but it's much better than any religious network app should be and much better than I was anticipating, and they even had Chromecast support. Anyway, (laughs) TBN is broadcasting tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, the a theatrical adaptation of the story of Jonah.
1: Oh, I've seen, I've seen that. The they do like massive concerts style stagings of these yes. things. Yeah. It
0: it uh yeah, this was um at the. This took place. It was filmed at the Sight and Sound Theater in Pennsylvania, which uh, my parents are actually Very familiar with. They're patrons of it and they go pretty much every year except for this year because of, uh, I don't know, some reason. But um, yeah, and I've even gone with them for a couple of shows, even though religion is uh, not my thing.
1: The mystery deepens.
0: (laughs) But hey, I'm a complex individual. (laughs) Not really. I just got to do right by my mama. (laughs) And um, well, she told me to watch it. So I was like, all right, I'll watch
1: it. (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll get me in April to watch it. That's like mom during Easter. The mass is on. Put it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh,
0: I some okay. It's a religious musical. Some parts yeah. are going to be cringy, but it was honestly not as bad as I was anticipating. It was even. I'm I'm going to say it was good. It was a little overly long. It was two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I really. It's it's not a meaty story, this story. And the I think the meaty part fish, of the story... Fish eats
1: man, fish coughs up man, God's there.
0: Yeah, the meatiest part of the story is his time in the whale, yeah. um, which only took up maybe five minutes of the play.
1: Now, I wonder if this was a, a jukebox musical, would it be like the Decemberists providing the score for this?
0: Oh, see, that would be amazing. I would love that. Yes.
1: That's my theatrical mind thinking, but...
0: Yeah, that would Wouldn't be fantastic. Have, <laughs> um, yeah, have Have the Decemberists and Colin Malloy ever collaborated?
1: Uh, David Malloy, Dave Malloy.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what i Who's who? The, that's what I meant.
1: Colin is the vampire from what we do in the shadows. But
0: wait, no, I think I think I'm thinking Colin because that's the main guy from the Decemberists.
1: Oh, yeah, that probably works out.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> um. Yep. Oh, his his name is actually Colin Malloy from the December. Wow. Look it at could me. be Malloy and Malloy. Exactly. Mm. Spelled differently mm. but still. Look at me making weird uh connections that are actually um fun tangents in my head. Um, <laughs> arguably fun. But I I was honestly I got to say I was really impressed by I guess the staging, the theatricality of this impo- of this performance. They've <laughs> got to be making fucking bank off these. Oh yeah. Holy shit! They, uh, yeah, wow! Like these. Seven they have like a weird. real
1: whale on stage. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, they don't have a real whale, <laughs> but they they do have a real. They had a real horse, a real donkey, and a real zebra, yeah. and these motherfuckers were trained. Like they're smarter than me. Like yeah, they, they got actually, that opera
1: money. <laughs> they're good.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I was struggling to to comprehend what I was seeing. I was struggling to think whether they were in fact real because, but they had to be, obviously they were real, but God damn, they were really good at following directions better than like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Nick Cage or Johnny <laughs> Depp. I was, wow. Yeah. I was really impressed. Like um, each animal knew their cue <laughs> correctly. And, better than uh, children. They even, they, one of them, I think it was the donkey even left the stage, like right on cue, like right on their <laughs> cue. And they left without any human supervision or interaction. They just, they exited stage right. And I was like,
1: wow. That donkey went to, and you know that donkey went to Juilliard.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh.
1: That donkey's name?
0: <laughs>
1: Patty Lapone. <laughs> No, I love Lapone. I would uh, never. It was for the joke.
0: Was... <laughs> uh, you're going to get us f- fired from our own show. I know. Uh, but um <laughs> no, and I I think the animals were the most impressive. I've, I've spent like 5 minutes talking about these damn animals, but
1: uh,
0: <laughs> it was the most impressive thing I've seen in a while. Wow. <laughs> but um yeah, even just the set pieces, they had like really large boats. On stage, or just z- z- zip-zopping around,
1: could they find God or was he not available that night?
0: Yeah, they actually had an actor playing God, which um. maybe, I don't know if that's controversial or not. I guess not. It's <laughs> not Muhammad, but
1: not in America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: anything goes. It, the voice that they got for God was a little bit weak. I was like, I could do a better God voice. <laughs> yeah. Jonah. yeah, there we go. Stop being a a punk ass motherfucker and get to Zizen of uh, we so. found
1: your impression. You could do <laughs> Bruce Springsteen and God,
0: it's pretty much just Morgan Freeman, but but um, yeah, I it was it was good. I'll give it like um, uh, I think they rate Broadway shows out of four. This would be a two and a half out of four, maybe. Even, wow, uh, no, yeah, two of them, two and a half.
1: That's high praise for the spectacle. Usually, that's what people go to Broadway for to be like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if you're religious, it's probably even like a three, three out of four.
1: Not that (laughs) religious people.
0: Not that you don't have good taste. It's just, I don't know, different strokes. (laughs) But so that is not something I expected to see, but I did. And I think it's it's still available for free, completely free. You don't even have to make an account. Oh wait, no, you do have to make an account. Uh, but you could use a fake. You could use PQ Dog or Smitty and <laughs> Yangerman Jensen. But um, it's free on the TBN app for this weekend only. So uh, I guess that ends tomorrow, uh, Sunday, or depending on when you're listening to this, you could be listening to this in three years. And <laughs> it will not be true. Are they so.
1: going to run to the TBN app?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd be Her sorely disappointed. Uh,
0: <laughs> but, I, you know what else I was impressed by? Um, the, uh, what are they, I guess, harnesses? Because there there was a moment where <laughs> <yeah, laughs>
1: They're pulleys.
0: Yeah. They're alloys. At <laughs> so the time when um, Jonah gets thrown off the boat, and that's when he meets the whale. So they throw him off. That part is... No, that part is actually done pretty well, because with the ropes... You know, you can't really simulate somebody being thrown off at full speed. So what they do is that they like slow, slow it down. down. Okay, I yep. see you're a man of culture. You're well versed in this. Uh, yeah, it's a
1: theater practice. trick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so they, they slow the action down. But I don't know. It looks very real, very convincing. <laughs> um, and it also worked very well when um, Jonah's supposed to be underground. Because uh, not underground.
1: I was like, wow, dark. He goes a lot of places, this Jonah. Uh,
0: when he's six feet under,
1: I didn't uh, read that section.
0: <laughs> no, when uh, he's underwater, um, <laughs> the physics that they used or that they were trying to simulate actually came across pretty well. So I was impressed by that. Does he, he meet
1: Sebastian and Ariel then, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> have a little musical melody? <laughs> yeah, they
0: eat him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I guess I was impressed with the production value. And yeah, I was also impressed with the filming. It, it all came through pretty well. It was it was a good show. Um, yeah, I don't. God damn it. Am I am I becoming a fan of theater? I, I don't know. It's too soon to say. And I hope that this isn't the, the show that
1: that ends to
0: the other side. <laughs> yeah, like I I, I, I liked it. If the subject, if it were shorter, it would have been pretty good. And if the subject matter were completely different, it would have been right up my alley.
1: Well, to be fair, I've drawn you, I've dragged you to three-hour-long performances and been like, (laughs) yeah,
0: I. Each time I've enjoyed them, but I just, I don't know, I can't get into them without a little push.
1: Oh, wait until we start musical theater month. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll want to (laughs) die.
0: But um, as long as it's not ugly dolls.
1: Ugh, I don't count that as a musical.
0: <laughs> but I don't know. That's, I guess that's all I have to say about it. All right. it was solid.
1: I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. You found God and theater.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I did want to say the, uh, I feel like every time we end the segment, I always have to come back to it. I'm sorry audience. Um, the <laughs> like the plot and the characterization was a little thin. Um, I don't know. They could have delved into it a little bit more and made it a bit more profound like any kind of metaphor they were using was pretty transparent and easy to grasp mm-hmm. but i don't know i guess that's what people like
1: general audiences like
0: mm. so all right now i'm done never going to talk about jonah ever again i've already forgotten every moral i've learned
1: well did you know that that story continues on with the rest of the bible so maybe you should pick up a book once in a
0: while mm, <laughs> i only use the bible for <laughs> hitting people over the head oh no I learned that from Catholic You're me school. you Catholic
1: school. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yep, I said. Can You're me you to it. To <laughs> <laughs> We treat the Bible with respect, so I'm <laughs> not gonna hit you. <laughs> uh, All right, we've arrived. Our final second, uh, so final segment, not final second, final segment of the hour. Yeah, speaking
0: of, speaking of well-trained horses, our horses are coming in.
1: <laughs> speaking of the Sopranos, that Pio Bai, she's dead. She burnt to a crisp. (laughs) What kind of monster (laughs) would kill a horse? (laughs) It's getting better. It's improving. I'm getting there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By the end of this, you'll you'll be AGT ready.
1: (laughs) I could be cast. All right. uh, Disc jockeys, what music did you listen to?
0: (laughs) Well, I I already took up the whole Trot in the Board segment, so I'll defer to you for this one.
1: Well, as you know, my my music praise is often glowing. (laughs) I've been quoted by many, many music critics (laughs) in many a review. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got two things that came out in the last couple weeks. One of them, my girl Miley, she released a new single by the name of Midnight Sky.
0: I still have not checked it out.
1: Damn. It's a bop. Um, The music video is very 80s inspired, which if you know me, that's right up my alley. And I always like where Miley's going. Um, She has a nice little arc to her artistry that's going on. And she likes to take risks. And she always looks good and she sounds good. Like sometimes she'll do country, sometimes she'll do folk. This is a lot more 80s pop. So I enjoyed it. It's good music.
0: (laughs) She's definitely in very good, um, I guess, territory like charted territory um that's not to say that she's not like doing anything new but she's you know there's definitely an audience for like people who can juggle country and pop Uh, i mean you've got gaga doing it you've got taylor swift doing it and you've got miley doing it it's like Mm -hmm. that's almost a genre unto itself now
1: yeah and um more country my boy orville peck to release a new ep entitled show pony I believe it's six songs. Um, They're all good. They're all standard Orville Fair, but he does cover Reba McIntyre's Fancy. And uh, I put, this is very, very odd because RuPaul's Drag Race just did a (laughs) lip sync to Reba McIntyre's Fancy and reignited the fan base culture around that song. So, I mean, Orville Peck has worked with drag queens in the past, uh, mainstay drag queens in his music videos. I think it's Louisiana Purchase in one of his uh, King of the Rodeo, Queen of the Rodeo. Mm. Um, music videos. So he is a fan of drag. He's a fan with a lot of drag queens in Chicago and California. So I could see that maybe he put that out for that reason. But at the same time, if he didn't, it's very topical in the drag community, and he's only nice. getting more stan stands from those people. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. I like him. He's cool.
0: Nice. Well, I guess for uh, for my Dish jockey segment, it's very very short I've just got one thing and it's not even an album it's just a song but I <gasps> think I think I have found uh unanimously according to me 2020's song of the summer that's right oh, it is no. here ladies and gentlemen
1: is it so, a Carly Ray Jepsen bop <laughs>
0: no it is not I has she released something new I think I think well, she she's has. been
1: queen of enough summers <laughs>
0: Yeah, I haven't, uh, no, I haven't listened to anything from her recently, which I should remedy soon. But uh, no, this is a a single, it's been out for a little while, it's been out for maybe two months now? Mm -hmm. Or uh, yeah, just just about two months, but I don't know, it just, I've been hearing it over the past month or so, uh, like regularly on rotation, and it's only in the past maybe couple weeks that it really... Uh, dug into my into my ear as I opened my mind to, to what exactly this was I, I you know because when you hear things on the radio sometimes you don't you listen to them you don't really <laughs> you listen don't hear to them, them. yeah <laughs> and um, yeah I don't know when this one when this one got caught in my ear it was uh tougher than a, a black widow or a brown recluse spider on <laughs> to tell the truth to get out so <laughs> And if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, please just go back. Uh, I don't know. Listen to our past episodes. Yeah. So, um, this is a single by a super group named dinner party.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, dinner party consists of Robert Glasper, Terrace Martin, Kamasi Washington, and ninth wonder. So, um, I'm not going to claim to be an expert in all of these people's backgrounds. Um, I I believe I'm not entirely sure who Robert Glasper is quite on. it. Like I've I've heard his name, but I couldn't tell you like what is what he mainly does. Um Yeah, so I'm not even gonna try. I but, only know
1: Robert Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Glass. Oh. Man, there you go. <laughs> now we're all mixing names That's up. It's not
0: close at all. <laughs> but um so Terrace Martin I do know is um you know what I thought I knew. I think he's a trumpeter.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> wow, well, yeah, I, I really researched this hard.
1: <laughs> Nothing um, but the best on our podcast.
0: Let's see, Terrace Martin, he is, uh, oh, he's a producer. I didn't know he produced as well. Oh, and he's a multi-instrumentalist. Uh-huh. Um, I see him with a sax. I see a photo of him with a sax. <laughs> um, he also does keyboards, drums, bass. Guitar and percussion, no trumpet. I was just being dumb. Um, Kamasi Washington, I believe he he's, his main instrument is also a sax. So this is a dinner party is um, a super group that does, you know, primarily kind of jazzy, kind of funk. Um, but from what I've heard, it's a little bit more breezy. It's more it's popular, It's more accessible than their solo works are on their own. Um, oh, and Ninth Wonder is a, is a producer. I do know that. Mm. Uh, hip-hop producer. So it's kind of interesting hearing all of their sounds coalesce. Um, especially, it doesn't really sound like anybody, like any voice of the group in particular is, is out at the forefront. They all kind of share the stage equally, and I think it's uh, they've come up with something really strong on their lead single of their uh, self-titled album slash EP. I'm not really quite sure what they're categorizing it as. Um, this single is called Freeze Tag. Ooh. It is. Uh, it features Felix. I mean, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce the name. It's uh, P-H-O-E-L-I-X on vocals. Um, I believe he is the only other guest on the whole like album or EP, and he does guest vocals for uh, a good amount of the songs on there. But it's really good because... Mm-hmm. Um a lot of these um, a lot of these uh, artists are instrumental artists. they don't really they don't have vocals in their songs. So it's uh, just really interesting hearing them come out with um, I guess, you know, plain English messages that they want to get out to people. Mm. And so this single freeze tag, it is, yeah, it is by far, For me, the definitive song of the summer of 2020, because uh, just for pretty simple reasons, it's warm, it's breezy, it's a delight to listen to, kind of has you moving a bit, and uh, it's about an innocent, unarmed man who's being held at gunpoint by police debating whether to stay paralyzed in compliance with authority or to take in and enjoy the air around him despite knowing it'll shortly get him killed.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, so I definitely recommend everyone go out and listen to this, or I guess stay in and listen to this. It is uh, fantastic. It's a really accessible song with a a dark, deep meaning, but they I don't approach it. That. They don't approach it in a serious way. It's um, I think my favorite lyric of the song. It's it, it's fantastic. Um, the song is really only one verse as well that's repeated. I think uh, four or five times. And um, yeah, it's pretty simple. The ah mm, oh, man, sorry, I'm just I'm looking at the lyrics again. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see the one that yeah. This is the this is my favorite line from the song. It really just just hit me deep. Um, it, I, I feel like it's optimistic, it's almost a little sarcastic as well, um, but yeah, I think it, it kind of rings with a, a note of hope for anybody listening who might feel downtrodden by uh, what we're facing in the world currently, so the lyric I'm thinking of is, let me, i, I <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sing it, but I, I kind of want to get the rhythm right. So let me, give me give me one moment. Let me see. Let me see. Cause we know. then they told me if I move, they're gonna shoot me dead. But I think I'm about to cut a rug. That's it. That's the line. I oh. love it. Wow. They told me if I move, they're gonna shoot me dead. But I think I'm about to cut a rug. Hmm. (laughs) yeah it's um i don't know it's kind of saying don't let don't don't let these people uh bring you down a cab (laughs) A. but um yeah don't don't let them bring you down and i don't know don't 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 let them take whatever you have to offer the world yeah no matter the cost i can dig it definitely so I recommend everyone go immediately <laughs> after this podcast, go out and check out that single. Cause uh, I don't know. I love it. And hopefully it'll resonate with you guys. the Same way it did with me.
1: I will do just that. In fact. Um, so we've reached the end of another amuse bush segments, another bite-size amuse as they were always intended to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, this one still ended up being an hour plus, even though I think we had f- like five things to talk about.
1: For us, this is bite-size. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, before we go, is there anywhere that our listeners can find you on social media? I'll start because Matt always has a joke anyway. So I, I always a feel joke? bad. <laughs> well, no, I mean, not, not a joke, uh, uh, some truth to spill. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me Jonathan Ka- Kwiatkowski Kwi- at losing my mind JK <laughs> on Instagram, drink and read JK on Twitter, completely sober, by the way, I haven't had a drink. <laughs> I Maybe just can't talk.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. That's I problem i'm shaken, and uh, you can listen to my other podcast where we talk about anime loosely uh we're currently talking about the pirates of the caribbean franchise we're on the last of the five tomorrow being oh, wait, sunday there were, and...
0: there were four last time we spoke now there are five yeah oh lord did i, I did could I have that? sworn there were four
1: did i say that we were on four last time
0: maybe there's uh. that's too many movies
1: I know. Well, we're doing that, and then I think we're doing uh, Disney's Treasure Planet because Dan asked, and then we're doing Muppets' Treasure Island to end this pirate theme once and for all, (laughs) to bury it. But that that show is anime was not a mistake. Please listen. And forgive uh, the quality of the last episodes because I didn't. Last episode because I didn't plug in my mixer. Sorry about that.
0: (laughs) Hey, Pirates of the Caribbean, we'll, we'll have you all sorts of turnt. I know. So, um... My name is Matt. You could just find me. I'm going to be going to uh, bathrooms all across America and uh, shooting people in the back with
1: shower heads. It was you. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> you won't get me again.
0: <laughs> the shower head bandit.
1: Oh, my God, struck again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going from state to state.
0: You'll never expect it. I mean, you you maybe, you maybe have a somewhat of an idea of when to expect it because you will be in the shower
1: wouldn't it be a surprise if you were like in the bed and then that happened
0: Damn that's just so out of place a showerhead in the
1: bed i know it's like the perfect murder mm, i don't know mm. well good night everybody
0: good night tony i don't know what impression i i'm gonna stop now pretty good yeah Thank you for joining us for another installment of Nightcaps at the Theatre. Special thanks to the Free Music Archive for providing the track Four-Way by William Ross Nomads, an edited version of which you're hearing now. We at Nightcaps sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. If that's the case, or even if it's not, please remember to rate our show on iTunes and leave a review. It really means a lot. Good night, and binge responsibly.